we'll start with you, Ashling. The Fiscal Advisory Council today using language maybe it hasn't used uh, before, talking about fiscal gimmickry and poor budgeting. What did it have to say and where did it apply those terms? Well, it's funny that you mentioned the language because we were remarking on it yesterday when writing about the report that for once economists have used language that we all can understand. And maybe to get you to write about that <laughs> <Yeah>. report. <laughs> um, so exactly. Well, it certainly captured a lot of our um, attention today. Um, it has gotten um, a lot of attention from the media and also, I mean, politically as well. Um, so, yes, I mean, look, we, we, we know that we had the budget in October um, and we've seen similar to what we saw last year. We're getting one-off payments for electricity um, and other uh, one-off measures uh, like double child benefit and, and that and the like. Um, but they've also, you know, done tax cuts. Um, so people are going to have about 800 extra euro on average in their pockets. But IFAC today, the Irish Fiscal Advisory Council, who are the budgetary and financial watchdog that were set up after the crash to make sure that we didn't repeat the mistakes of the past, are actually saying today that we could potentially be walking into um, repeating the mistakes of the past with this uh, what they're calling everything now approach with the budget. Jam today. Yes exactly Um, and it's interesting because the government in in the run up to the budget we're very keen to put out this we're very we're being very prudent we're being very sensible message um, and saying that you know what we saw last year won't be uh, be able to be repeated we will have to be more sensible this year but I mean we got four credits of 200 euro last year for our energy we're getting um, we're getting three or three or four last year and three this year of 150 euro so it's not altogether that much more of a reduction in our energy credits and one of the uh, critiques that IFAC had today was that they didn't use targeted measures for this cost of living uh, support. And I mean, really, that's not all that new. We were hearing that from, uh, you know, social justice groups uh, and groups, uh, uh, spokes groups for, um, you know, people who are on lower incomes and saying that targeted measures were needed and that one off measures weren't going to help the people who really, really needed um, those payments. And I mean, like, look, I'm so-called one off measures, according to the Fiscal Advisory Council. Exactly. Well, look, we saw them last year and we're seeing them this year. And I think as well, you know, there's a spending rule for for the government's. They spend within 5% and they've gone over that this year. And the IFAC were warning them before the budget, don't do that. You're going to inflate the economy. And now they're saying, IFAC are saying, well, this is what we think is going to happen. That what you've done with tax cuts is going to exacerbate the inflation problem. So the 800 euro that I mentioned, IFAC are saying that I'm not actually going to really feel the benefits of it because inflation is going to eat away at it because of what the government has done. So it's very interesting um, assessment from IFAC here. Uh, The government all along saying that they didn't want to stoke inflation but the assessment is here today that they have in some way. All right, uh, Parade Farrell, where would you spend less? Uh, well, f- first of all, I think to be honest the big thing that came out of this report um, is that it says what we all knew all along and it's extremely embarrassing for Michael McGrath and for Pascal Donoghue that it's saying what the head of the HSE, Bernard Gloucester has said, it's saying what the Secretary General uh, of the Department of Health, uh, Robert Watt has said and that's that the the health budgeting is, has basically been um, completely and utterly underfunded and what we've seen from Bernard Gloucester is that he literally said that it cannot be achieved without significant and punitive risks to the public. So this is, we're going into a winter period and we all know more people who are ill right at this moment in time. We all know people who are in hospital right at this very moment in time. And what we're seeing is that this this 
underspend by the government in relation to health is actually going to cause serious impacts, delay diagnosis. It's going to cause serious health impacts for for people across this state. Um, and, and the reality is this is a life or death situation. And so it's confirming what we've heard from Bernard Gloucester, the he- head of the HSE, um, and as well from the Secretary General of the, Dep- the Department of Health. Right. So you know, we, 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 We'll get to a few more bits of the report, but Lorraine Clifford Lee, um, the, I, the Fiscal Advisory Council says it's a jam today approach. It's going to contribute to inflation and particularly in health. The projections are in the realms of fiction and need not be. There are predictable cost increases in the area of health inflation, in the area of demographics that should be built into health spending and they're not. I see Mirage very deftly uh, avoided the question you asked her. What would Sinn Féin not provide uh, what we've done in the budget? And she completely skipped that and skipped on to the, the health budget. But the fact of the matter is the prudent approach of Michael McGrath and Pascal Dunham over the past couple of years has put us in very, very good stead. We have very uh, healthy employment rates and taxation levels. They remain very strong. And it's not a jam today uh Approach because we've what's, set up what's the difference between jam today and everything now? Well, I actually listened to what the the head of the fiscal advisory council said, and he said there's a lot of good stuff going on, and he particularly pointed out the two uh, sovereign wealth funds that Michael lacks, McGrath set that, up. So there's nothing. He said the budget lacks transparency. That. He says there's a. It criticises the distinction between core and non-core because so-called mm-hmm. non-core mm-hmm. spending is re- in reality core, it's described as one-off, but it's yeah. not. The fact of the matter is the economy is doing very, very well. So what do we do? Um, not uh, support families. Um, like the, the targeted measures that are often cited, and I, I know child benefit has often said uh, that it's not targeted, it's just given to everyone uh, across the board. I'm actually very much in favour of the likes of that. I, th- I think universal payments are very uh, positive, and particularly with child benefit. Positive or popular? Both positive and popular. Child benefit is directly paid to the mother and uh, in other jurisdictions the household income is taken into account and women with uh, oftentimes no access to any money themselves are, are cut out of it. Sure, but I'm very th- proud here in Ireland that we actually prioritise uh, families. I, and I, IFAC and give who were set up to, to, to sound the warning so that we wouldn't get back to a situation where we were in, say, 2006, where everybody was saying more of everything. They say these deliberate attempts to game fiscal assessments are deeply concerning. Now, that's that's the budget watchdog. Should should they be listened to on any level? The government is listening to us, but we have to make decisions as well. And uh, we have to, uh, we're elected to, to govern the country and I think that the government has adopted a very prudent approach, but we have to make decisions as well as we see fit and, and how okay, we should approach right. it. And Michael McGrath has uh, ample financial experience as well, so he uh, he can look at things and he has uh, behaved in a prudent, prudent manner. And and the and wind, um, inflation is dropping, actually. In what, what did you make of the IFAC report? And if you agree with it, where would you spend less? Well, I'll just say straight off. I think it's it's deeply concerning the comments that were made by the the or the the fiscal advisory council. But I think, you know, the fact that we're we're hearing this now is not any surprise. Um, the government has, as you said, they've they've had tar- not targeted universal supports um, that uh, are becoming more permanent measures rather than once off. And uh, the the fact that seventy one percent of the cost of living supports that were announced were not 
not targeted um, just shows that it seems like we're moving into that election mode um, rather than budgeting for, for but those what would who you remove the most. Though? Nobody, wants to, uh, nobody in the opposition wants to talk to about I, what I they'd was, remove. I will, I will yeah. probably go on to get to that after I finish my, my actual point and that was, um, you know, it has to be targeted to be able to help those who need it the most. So we know 188,602 children, for example, were living below the poverty line last year. Um, and then, you know, when we look at deprivation, it's over 200 and odd thousand as well. And so when we compare as well, when we uh, know about the, the information from the Pubble Index deprivation report, where they show that if you actually compare where we are now to where we were in 2006 before the crash, we're, we're, we're not, those who were in deprivation are in uh, right, further so, so, deprivation. So that, that's who you target for, for, Absolutely. Uh, for, for more supports. Who would yes. you take it off? In order to come in uh, to come in agreement with IFAC, where it all comes within, you know, the five percent increase rule and everything else. Well, I suppose I'd go for the the higher earners. Like the fact that one point two billion in the budget um, was uh, for tax cuts for those who earn the the highest amount. I suppose. Or who are the higher earners? Like what income would you consider to be a higher earner? Well, anything above a hundred and. Uh, 100,000 would be, I suppose, a wealth tax, but obviously below that for would be a higher That's an earner. income tax, wealth taxes, property taxes, which everyone on the left right. seems to be against Mar- property Mar- taxes Mar- Mar- as well. But Mar- can Mar- I just say... Mar- actually just, well, no, I want to go back to Mairead Farr on this because you, you obviously outlined, you agree with IFAC on the issue of uh, of their health point, but on the point of, you know, actually balancing the books, spending less, not contributing to inflation, which which is their opinion, uh, Where who would you spend less on or if the t- supports were to be more targeted, who would you take it off to give it to those more in need? Well, first of all, one of the things um, that we would say is, um, first of all, the 5% rule, just to be very clear here, is something actually that Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael created. This isn't some something that comes from a different point, from a different place. Um, and also there's the likes of, you know, tax cuts to landlords. We didn't have that. Um, there, there's, you know, the tax breaks for uh, vulture funds. Again, we wouldn't have that. So th- our, we proposed a, a, an alternative budget where we very clearly set out um, a strategy that was underpinned by a credible fiscal plan. Now, what I would agree with Lorraine on is that, yes, it is up to governments to make decisions. And I totally agree with that. Um, it's for IFAC uh, um, and those likes to make to make commentary and to give advice in terms of what has been done in terms of budget 2024. But the reality is we know the real life impact here and that's what it comes down to. When we have a situation and like we cannot... Talk, move away from the elephant in the room, which is which is the hospital crisis and the health crisis, right, but, and but, the fact but, this is but, literally going to be life and death. But in terms of the five percent increase increase rule, there, which is uh, I think the, the the European rule on it that was that was introduced in. Uh, in in the fiscal treaty vote, um, you wouldn't be you wouldn't consider yourself to be bound by that, no matter what what uh, IFAC says about it, would you? Well, like what we're seeing is like accounting gymnastics by Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael and at Marie, this point what, where what they're bringing you, a core expenditure and the, is re- reoccurring. The free school books, uh, the 900 extra schools to get the free school meals. the landlord tax credit. I would look at looking at the vulture funds. I would look at the section 110s. Um, but what about which any of the universal payments? Which, which I've been raising for a long period of time. Look, see in terms of the universal payments and see in terms of non-targeting of supports, we do see the reality of that. We see the increase in terms of um, you know people who are in poverty but also so would you not give the, the energy credits saying, then no 
we have always said that these need to be targeted. We have always said that, um, that, you know, well, we have always said in terms of energy supports that they need to be targeted. IFAC have been saying this for years now that things are not targeted. Marie, you were going after the the Tory actually planned in relation to energy caps, actually. That's what you're saying. One voice, one voice, one one voice. First of all, that that is completely and utterly incorrect, but no harm to Lorraine. I will not be taking lectures for somebody who is supporting a government that sees 4,000 children homeless at Christmas. Thanks. Uh, Lorraine Clifford Lee, the what the, I suppose might be the most concerning thing about the Fiscal Advisory Council's report is just the ability to plan and the ability to, to stick to budgets once they're outlined. If something is regarded as core or non-core, if there's a budget put in place, the simple ability to stick to that budget, the simple ability to base that budget on factual projections. Now, the Fiscal Advisory Council has raised a concern about that in terms of the state's expenditure as we go on into the future. Is that not a concern? In relation to the health budget, you mean? In relation to a- any sector, if there's if there's not adequate planning for demographics, for all of the mm-hmm. other factors that are going to need to be taken into account in times of where there aren't as many resources around, yeah. isn't it concerning that th- there doesn't seem to be well, the ability the, the, or the, the willingness to do that? The two sovereign <coughs> wealth funds are, are set up to, to actually deal with that, to put money away while times are good. But I think in relation to demographics that you talk about, like we ex- have welcomed over 100,000 Ukrainian refugees that weren't uh, foreseen. So that huge increase in our population happened. We weren't able to plan ahead for that. And things like that happen. Our, our population uh, increases are far outstripping actually what has been predicted by anybody. So when you take that into account and uh, the inflation that was caused by the war in Ukraine also, that has caused, uh, say, specifically for the health budget to go out of kilter. So are you expecting them to go home and then the, the, the no, money goes back to normal? No, 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 absolutely not. But what we have seen in recent um, in recent months is the inflation figure has actually dropped substantially. All right, uh, Ashling Maloney. The, oh. uh, this isn't the, this isn't the first time that uh, IFAC has sounded the alarm, and it's not the first time that uh, they've been told no, everything's fine. Yeah, well, look, I suppose we, we heard warnings like this before um, the government even, you know, around the summer economic statement around the spending rule that we mentioned there, the 5% that they were going over, over 6%. So the government were warned before this. So so they knew there was going to be critiques of of the health, of, of sorry, of the of the budget overall. But just in relation to the health uh, budget in particular, like we're, we see each year they um, need a supplementary. So, I mean, that's what IFAC's talking about here. Why aren't we just building that in? Why aren't we adequately... You know, foreseeing what the health sector need, and as you say, there with our demographics, we're only uh, we're only increasing. I know you mentioned there that it's you know the uh, Ukrainian war that we we did see hundred thousand people come here because of that. I mean, that war has gone on a lot longer than anyone anticipated. Of course, no one knew exactly um, at the time. That's not a critique on anyone, but we you know those people are here now. The longer they're here, they will put down roots. The less likely they are to go home, which again is no you know no bad thing. It's it's great mm-hmm. to see them, but. Um, that's a, a possibly a more as well as a yeah, country, but a more that. permanent um, demographic change that we can't just say is one health budget or you know one part of inflation. It, it is something that's going to as we roll on each budget and I think we could be back here column next year after the next budget talking about you know a similar overrun right. in the health service and, and why we didn't build it in. So okay. 